0: And Stefan Molyneux is a businessman, author, researcher, very popular radio TV host. Really appreciate him joining us for the next 30 minutes. Freedomainradio.com. Stefan Molyneux on Twitter. Freedomainradio on YouTube. Hundreds of millions of views. Reaching tens of millions of people a week. I wanted to get him on like a week ago, just about the general state of the world, what's happening. But now we have Spicer out. Spicer being out, folks, from my sources, as we told you, that signifies the populists are even stronger now. Scaramucci coming in. They're getting ready to clean house. Trump's putting this communication guy in first with the rollout. He knows deep state's coming after him. It's on. So we'll get Molyneux's take on that. Five more years of EU migration cabinet uh, victory after agreeing soft landing transition period that will delay UK getting its borders back. As the EU announces, 10 million Muslims have come in. In the last six years, worse than I thought, most of them military age men, this is the globalist takedown. Now they've announced an EU navy, and, and the Italian government's blocking citizen groups, just going on and showing how the Islamists come out 100 miles off the coast, they get picked up and taken to Italy, and then everything's paid for. This is a plan to force islamify europe i didn't believe this 10 years ago when i heard it from people it's really happening it's so insane but peter southern admits it's the plan so we'll talk about that as well and other big subjects here with stefan molyneux stefan thanks for coming on thanks alex great to be back which one of those two biggies you want to tackle first well, I would like to talk about the
1: globalism thing as a whole, because I think there's this massive change that is occurring, wherein I think the Trump administration has figured out that it is not the mainstream media that is going to be setting the agenda and determining the popularity of their candidates in their sort of Voter facing people. I think that they're recognizing that the alternative media is where the real action is and where the real mind shaping is going on because people come to people like you and I because they get something different than the verbal diarrhea of the mainstream media. And so I think that there's a reorientation. Spicer was big on regime change in Syria. He was hammered by myself and other channels, and he's out and Scaramucci is in. Now we'll see how he does. I certainly think he's going to be better than Spicer, but I wouldn't underestimate how much impact we're having in and reshaping this narrative and having people remember that there's something about local pride that beats this communist, globalist nonsense.
0: And that's why they're in free fall panic when every week now we have videos with 5, 10 million viewers just on InfoWars, one video. You have videos with millions of viewers routinely, always 500,000, 600,000. You spend 20 minutes, you're done, 500,000 watch it. That's more than the average CNN show. They now realize it, though, And this week, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter all launched massive censorship and admitted they are. They said, oh, we're doing 10 times worse than last year against conservatives. But I'm not really a conservative. I'm just a common sense free market guy that doesn't want to live in North Korea. Well,
1: here's the thing. There is an old principle, Alex, which is that people who spend their time being ostracized, people who spend their time in the wilderness, people who are out learning to eat the stony lichen in the desert, they get stronger, leaner, and meaner. And the left has gotten very lazy because they've owned academia, they've owned the mainstream media, uh, they've owned uh, television, they've owned everything that you could conceive of, and they've been importing all these immigrants to reliably vote for the left, which means they've lost their edge, they've lost their strength, they've lost their charisma, they've lost their capacity to connect with the American public. And we really saw that with Hillary versus Donald Trump. And because they've gotten lazy and they've lost their charisma, they've lost their mojo, now all they can do is scream Russia over and over again and think that that somehow is going to win the American public back when what it's doing is just driving them further and further away. As the old saying goes, let us never, ever interrupt an enemy when he's in the process
0: of making a mistake. That's my next question. I want to get back into globalism. Sure, there's an intellectual awakening happening back to common sense, but they are cornered rats. So, what are you concerned about? What do you think their next move will be?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, their next move is always escalation. Their next move is always to, and you can look at this as far back as the French Revolution and so on, but their next move is always to spread lies, rumor, and slander in an attempt to discredit people um, who disagree with their narrative, but more importantly, to whip up frenzy hatred and violence against those who oppose the leftist paradigm they the left is is fantastic at being the iago-like whisperers of sinister facts to the mob to the point where crazy elements within the mob start to play out a very violent and dangerous agenda and we can see this happening against trump supporters at the moment sure in the hashtag hunt republicans.
0: Hashtag, yeah. hunt republicans hashtag republicans and and you're right they are escalating that so where is it going
1: well, I mean, either they're going to succeed or they're going to fail. And I'm damned if I'm going to stand by and let them succeed because I, like yourself. I'm a father and I want my child to grow up with the kind of freedoms that I enjoyed uh, maybe even more. So we just have to stand firm, we have to be courageous, and we have to, have to, have to recognize that we are in a war for civilization. Nothing more, nothing less. This is the greatest battle for wordsmiths in the history of the universe. We're not at the place where it's bullets and bombs. We're at the place where it's words and ideas and arguments. So if you're good at doing that, or even if you want to become good at that, you are conscripted. Philosophy, reason, evident, want you to take your place in the front lines of the culture war. It is
0: now or never. I think that's the most important thing you've ever said. I mean, this is the 21st century war. This is the new kind of war. They're admitting it's a war. They're admitting it's a civil war. And there was, quote, right-wing problems decades ago, and and still the establishment right-wing is just as bad as the liberals. But intellectually, the resistance is by the libertarian mind versus the status mind. And most of the classical liberals are now libertarians, and they recognize that. But there's an accelerated dumbing down of the constituency, That is pro-globalism where I go out to these events and it's not like a few of them look like they escaped from mental hospital. The entire whole of them are frothing insane people out of some type of Day of the Dead movie. and, And I don't take pleasure in that. I am frightened by it. Who are these people?
1: Well, this is the constituent that has been bred to be dependent on the bloody fruits of state power. The state reaches into the pockets of the productive, as you know, keeps a good portion of proceeds for themselves and then uses it to buy votes and dependence from now a couple of generations of people dependent on state power. So when someone comes along and says, we need to limit and control and reduce the size and power of the state, people think that they're gonna starve to death, that they're gonna die in the gutter. They have become dependent on the state to the point they can't imagine living without state power. Now they can, they can when welfare or food stamps get reduced, people just shrug and get a job. But that fear, that hump, we need to help them over that hump and, and help them understand how much better they'll be off without this dependence on state power, how they'll have pride and productivity and self-respect and happiness, which they're not having right now. But like every addict, if you try and take away their drug, they know in their heads they're going to be better off if it's taken away. But in their hearts and in their guts, they desperately don't want to lose it. And we just have to help them overcome that fear, Over come that hump and sell them on the happiness they'll have when they're free for the first time in their lives.
0: I want to be specific as you raise the fact that you're a father. I'm a father. I'm not bashing people that don't have children. Uh, I have a lot of great friends that don't. And I understand sometimes, you know, why they don't or you know what's or, or issues or whatever the case may be. But no one, it turns out, in the EU government has kids. I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Almost none of the leaders do. And when you look at a group of hundreds of people and then. None of them have children. You sit back and you go, wow, these are the most self-centered people. And it really is that the dichotomy is people that have a connection to everything and really think of humanity as a continuum and people that literally are so nihilistic. All they're thinking about is themselves. And I think that's really the disconnect.
1: Well, you have to have be understand that you're part of a chain of freedom. You know, one of the worst things to happen to modern economics was this Keynesianism idea from John Maynard Keynes, who was gay and didn't have kids. And he basically said, oh, yeah, you just got to spend your way out of recessions. Oh, and don't worry, the government will then save when there's economic growth. And of course, all that was was it gave theoretical justification for the endless printing of money, the endless borrowing of money, the endless bribery of the general population. And people said, well, you're going to keep accumulating debts. They said this to to Maynard Keynes. You're going to keep accumulating debts, keep accumulating debts. What's going to happen in the long run? And apparently he turned and snapped back and said, in the long run, we're all dead. Well, if you have kids, that's not how you think. Because you know that your kids are going to be alive. Your kids are going to have to live in the world that your ideas are creating or destroying. And so you want to fight for their freedoms. It gives you a ferocity uh, around the encroachment of state power that I think is hard to replicate otherwise.
0: You're right. We're going to come back with a final segment here in a moment. And and get into the political wars. But my view is, even if they end up destroying Trump, which I don't think is going to happen, we've already had devastating victories just against political correctness, showing that we have unelected systems. I mean, just this movement and, and Trump just being a focal point of that, I think really has wrecked the crony capitalist model. I mean, it's still in place, but it has no credibility and the power is draining out of it daily.
1: And they have become lazier and lazier, as I mentioned. And what we need to remember is we have to think, what would the left do if they had power? And we've got countless examples of this throughout history. And Hillary Clinton promised this. She promised that she was going to consider any made-up cyber attack from Russia to be the provocation for World War III. She was going to go after freedom of speech. She was going to import millions of... Uh, state-loving mass immigrants from the third world. So what are they going to do when they have power? When they have a little bit of power, they ram through Obamacare. We have to be as resolute. That's right. In our Stay there, steps.
0: Stefan Molyneux. Stefan Molyneux has really great historical analysis on his website, on his YouTube as well. And I found he's one of the people that is effectively getting liberals who actually are somewhat intellectual to realize they're in a cult. Because they always go, oh, you're just a Republican. I hate Paul Ryan. I hate neocons. I hate all these people. Trump's actually trying to end the Al-Qaeda forces that Obama and Hillary created. He's actually trying to have peace with Russia. And they're demonizing and they're coming after him. And I just wish we could actually reach out to the peaceniks and somehow get them to realize this is all a fraud. Even Alan Dershowitz and even Jonathan Turley, who are classic liberal lawyers, say this whole thing against Trump's a total... Witch hunt. And it's so dangerous because the Democrats have said they're not going to stop with this. They're talking about civil emergency, uh, overturning the whole elections and then coming after everybody. So the stakes have never been higher. Stefan Molyneux. Looking at that, I mean, I, I don't know how to state the level of history we are at right now. I mean, I cannot overstate that to folks that we are at such an epic moment.
1: It will never, ever in human history come down to as important a moment, Alex. And I really want to get this across to your listeners. If the state wins, if the globalists win, if the communists and the socialists win, capitalism has delivered unto them such monitoring and control and video technology that it is entirely possible we will never, ever be free again. It comes down to this. We have the technology to communicate free and peaceful and voluntary ideas across the world. They have the technology to control everything we do, to monitor everything we do. They're talking about bringing in monitoring of the internet in in the UK and so on. If we lose, we may never, ever win again. There won't be some big cycle of history and your great grandkids will be free. It comes down to now. They would use every tool in their arsenal to win, and they're trying it. We must use every legal tool in our arsenal to fight back, take no prisoners. Push forward every agenda, challenge every relationship, push forward, because it's now literally or never, I
0: strongly believe. Uh, uh, I'm speechless. That is 100% total veritas. They even brag. They call it the end of history, where they're going to use all the technology to suppress the normal turning, the normal cycles to end renaissance, consolidate total control. Schmidt and Zuckerberg, all of them, as you know, uh, Bill Joy warned people. Uh, he's one of them, but he said it's very immoral what they're doing. They're going to have a breakaway civilization, put us into total squalor, use it to control us, and then use the fruits of the human mind and open society that has given us almost godlike powers to shackle us. Uh, I mean, this is this is un, unspeakably evil. What do we do?
1: Well, we recognize that with something like the betrayal of Brexit. Brexit, as you know, Alex, was about one thing and one thing only, which was controlling immigration. And 80% of white British people wanted control of immigration, 60% wanted it enormously reduced. Why? Because when the immigrants from the Third World move into England, British people, white people have to move out. And it never goes the other way. It's a one-way street where the places you can live live in England if you're white get smaller and smaller and smaller. They voted for it and the elites are now saying they are disregarding. What it is that people vote for. To hell with the will of the people. We're gonna do what we want and it's gonna be six or seven years before we even talk about limiting just EU borders. And more immigrants came in from non-EU countries to the UK than EU countries. They've declared war. They said the will of the people don't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. What do you do? You have to start protesting. You have to start getting out there. You have to recognize that this is an emergency. There is no DEFCON level higher than what we are facing right now. You need to pull out all the stops, get all the information you can. You have a global communications network. You can tap into at any time. You can challenge people in your life. It is down to this, because if we don't solve this peacefully, the kind of weapons that we have, if it turns to war, might end the entire planet.
0: And the great evil is that they're not trying to reform Islam. They're taking the most radical orthodox forms that are just totally brutal, anti-woman, you name it, to the 10th degree, and then using it as their new shock troops and admitting in their own publications that they're allied with it. This is madness.
1: Well, they have no interest in diversity. This is so something so important. The left sells diversity so that you will accept people coming into your society that will relentlessly vote for the left. They don't care about diversity at all. Try being not on the left and getting a job at a leftist university or a leftist mainstream media outlet. Try being a non leftist and writing for television. They have no interest. You, you heard the stats 96% of voters, of, of Washington reporters donated to, to the Hillary Clinton campaign. They have no interest in diversity whatsoever. Diversity for means for them, shut up people who aren't on the left, shut up white people, and accept your subjugation. Well, I say no to that. End to the lie of diversity. And, and, they don't and they're care not helping. About it at all.
0: They're not helping the, quote, brown people by blowing up free market and blowing up Christian civilization that brought everybody in. Again, the globalists are in competition. Remember when the
1: leftists used to care about the poor and they used to care about the working class? Mass immigration drives down the wages
0: of the poor in America. And it doesn't help the migrants. It drives them down, too. We've got to build up through free market, through free market globalism, those countries through free association. Uh, Wow. Stefan Molyneux, thank you. Always uh, enlightening. But today was Extremely powerful. Wow. We'll be back with Roger Stone. Wow. That was just a man.